welcome to Advanced Lessons in Millennial Money, featuring Robert Kiyosaki. I'm Alexandra Gonzalez-Anosa-Galvez-Torres-Cabello. In this episode, I got a chance to speak with Robert Kiyosaki and his advisor on paper assets, Andy Tanner. Andy isn't only known for his stature, he's 6'7", but also his expertise on making money with stocks, whether the market is going up or going down. He's the author of 401 Chaos and Stock Market Cash Flow. We're going to talk about the best place to invest your money based on your financial education. Let's see what he has to say. Markets go up and markets come down. And there's a lot of people that when that market comes down, if it happens at the wrong time, there's absolutely nothing they can do to, to get that back. So my, my advice is I don't give advice. I recommend people study it read a little bit about it, and decide what quadrant you want to operate in, then you can make your choice. We go on to discuss what that looks like and how a financial education can help protect you and your money. Let's watch. Can you draw you know, a, a cycle of the stock going up and stock coming down, you can make money both ways? Yeah, I mean, this is really what it looks like is, is you know, this is where we are right here. If you look at uh, the 90s, we had a lot of internet stuff going on, people, saying we can make money, you know, Al Gore invents the internet or whatever. And then we have a crash in 2000. It loses half its value. Uh, we have low interest rates. It went up, up, you know, we had a housing boom and a subprime mortgage meltdown here and it lost half its value. We printed even more money. Now it's got up as high as it can get. Highest ever. Highest true. ever. And it's expensive. Um, if you put $1,000 a, a month away in your 401k, you're buying a lot of asset here. You're buying less here, less here, less here. You're buying less asset now with that thousand bucks a month you're putting away than you ever have. And in my opinion, you're, you're buying pretty expensive stocks here. What, what financial education can do is, you know, if and when there is a crash, then it's just, it's inevitable. There is always a crash, always, where people get wiped out. Um, with a little education, you can learn actually how to make money. We get pretty excited about these, about these downward cycles. A 401k person cannot get excited because they're never in a position to capitalize on the downside. Next, Robert asks Andy to explain how someone makes money when the market crashes. Here's what he had to say. How does a person make money when the market's coming down? Well, it has a lot. It, it, it can be a little complex. It does take some study, but there's something called a short position. Now, that's jargon. So if you don't know what a short position is... Now, shorts are illegal in some, some countries. Yeah. If you don't know what that is, there's your first clue of what to go study. But a lot of the wealthy people, and fact, in fact, like Goldman Sachs and institutions, they'll take short positions here, where they get paid as it goes down, um, just as, as a long position gets paid. So there's two positions to learn about, the long position and the short position. Since both happen, it would make sense to me that a person would learn both if you're going to see both in the market. In other words, options, right? Yeah, and, and options is a great way, place for cash flow. Um, one of the best uh, opportunities to make money in the world is insurance. You sell a premium and people pay you insurance. That's exactly what an option is. And so if, if people want cash flow during the ups and downs, then you would learn about options. I'd also say this, Robert, is options, people say they're risky and all this. They're actually designed to protect you and to give you an assurance. Think of it this way. One of the greatest lessons Robert ever taught me was there's a relationship between risk and control. I can't control this, you know, buy low, sell high. 
With an option, I can control where I buy and where I sell by paying a little premium. So it actually brings that control of the market, gives me opportunity not only for cash flow, but maybe more importantly for protection. You, you have insurance on your real estate, right? It's the same thing. Next, Andy discusses his book, Stock Market Cash Flow, and how it helps you decide which investment vehicle is best for you. What is your book, Stock Market Cash Flow, about? Well, that's really the essence, is how you take financial education and turn it into monthly income. So rather than a 401k where you wait till you get a long white beard hoping it goes up and up and up, first of all, how do I navigate these ups and downs and how can I get involved by being an option seller or an option buyer to produce a cash flow that's more like rent that you get uh, in real estate. You know, rent, it's, it's a little sophisticated, but it is. there's courses that teach you options trading. Now the, the caveat here is this, it takes about five years to learn to be an options trader. Yeah. You don't just take one course. I, I've taken three courses and it just hurt my brain because I'm a real <laughs> estate guy. You know, I like real estate better, but for guys who are techies and all that, options are fantastic. You know, if you're, you like computer screens and all that, you'll do well. Guys like me don't do well in options. I'm a real estate guy. We say that's pretty much true. Yeah, yeah. It's it, many of the principles are the same. Uh, the big picture is, is the same. But like Robert says, it's a little. It's a faster game than real estate is. Uh, it's liquid. It moves as booms and busts. So it's a little bit faster game. But uh, there's winners and losers in both games. And what I found, it's not the investment. It's the investor. I think a lot of people say they'll ask us all the time, "What should I buy? What should I invest?" And they're focused on the investment. Our invitation is to work on yourself as an investor. The, the, the smarter you are, I think the risk goes down. For a lot of old timers out there, the stock market is a familiar investment vehicle. But Robert gives millennials the biggest lesson to learn from the stock market. So the lesson is, you know, for you millennials out there, you gotta find your game. Yeah. And you know, it's like some people like soccer and guys like me like rugby. It's very, very different games. They look, they look the same. But in soccer, you can't hit people. In rugby, you hit people. <laughs> Big difference, you know? Robert always says that Wall Street rips you off when it comes to investing. So I asked Andy that very question. Let's see what he has to say. Robert always says how Wall Street rips you off, right? And so I wanted you to go um, to see if you could explain how exactly Wall Street rips you off, maybe be, be behind the Well, that's, that's easy. Yeah, the <laughs> that, That's, not, that's yeah. not complicated. I wouldn't say they rip you off, they just provide a service. Yeah, the, the most important... For uneducated people. <laughs> <laughs> I think the most important words for anyone on Wall Street is this term, assets under management. In other words, their money, they almost treat it like it's their money. And whether it goes up, down, sideways, earns or loses, they're going to collect something called fees. So every month you're sending your money to a 401k account. Yeah. You may not make money, but they make money on fees. Right? Every time. And, and when you think about it, it's really good for them when you talk about the other side of the coin. Alex, how much of their money have they put in? Nothing. None. Yeah. How much risk are they taking? Nothing. But what's the return? Well, it's infinite because mm -hmm. there's no, none of their money in the deal. So they're investors. They're doing it the way, they're, they're the I-quadrant people. Um, and so there's winners and there's losers and you get to decide what, what side of that coin you want to be on. Next, I ask Andy, what's the biggest lesson we can learn about market crashes? I think the biggest part about crashes, markets crash every 10 years. The last crash was 2008. Okay, so now it's climbing to all-time highs. 
the suckers are come jumping in right now, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of excitement right, right now. There's right. a lot of these. I think it was Warren Buffett said something like this, be greedy when people are fearful, but be fearful when people are greedy. Right now, people are very, very greedy. Today, the market's going so fast, but that's when yeah. the pros are getting out, amateurs are coming in. Now, the good news is, is I make, even in real estate, I make more money in a crash. So there's always like, I call it three sides of a coin, heads, tails, and the edge of the coin. As I see it going like this, I say, okay, this is good. I'm just not in the market, I'm out. In the real estate market, I'm just watching. You know, we're going to cash in a lot of places. But you don't have to be a loser. You don't have to lose out there if you have financial education. Finally, what we all want to know is what's the best strategy when the market is at an all-time high? Here's what Andy had to say. Take a look. So what's the best strategy for when the market is at an all-time high? Well, I, I would tell you to go watch the movie Titanic. <laughs> the problem with the Titanic wasn't that it hit an iceberg. It wasn't even that it sank. It's because there were insufficient lifeboats. So I'm content to make money and make money and make money and make money as far as this goes. But the difference between what I do and what 401k is I'm going to have a lifeboat every single time. And when that baby starts to sink, I'm going to have insurance through my options. I'm going to have exit strategies and things called hedges. I'm not going to chain myself to the side of that Titanic and go down with it. I'm getting in the lifeboat. So again, it's not that the, the Titanic sank or crashed is that people got on there without a lifeboat. Think about it, would you get on a cruise ship with insufficient lifeboats? No way. Well, if you put your money in your 401k, where's your lifeboat? And so that's where our strategies differ from a, from a basic, hey, I'll, I'll ride this up. Am I gonna be bullish as long as the market tells me to be in, I'll be in and go higher and higher and higher. But when it does turn, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, like those guys playing the music, you know, as they, <laughs> as they, as they sink down with the ship. I'm abandoning ship. And that's it for this episode of Advanced Lessons in Millennial Money. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, give it a thumbs up, and comment if you have any questions. Signing off from sunny Arizona. Hasta luego, amigos! Hi, guys. Welcome to Millennial Money. Uh, bye. Hi, guys. Welcome. <laughs> Sorry. I'm Alexandra. <laughs> we on... We, uh, Don't forget to give it a... <laughs> this podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.